Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC's orthopedics team, offering hip, knee, joint, spine, and back treatments. Learn more at upmc.com slash centralpaortho. Welcome back to The Spark. I'm Scott Lamar. Pennsylvania leads the nation in the production of mushrooms. Mushrooms have an economic impact of $1.3 billion and employ some 9,400 people in the state. During this Pennsylvania Farm Show week, I had an opportunity to speak with Gail Ferranto, committee member of the Mushroom Farmers of Pennsylvania and president of Buena Foods. Well, Gail, thank you for being with us and welcome to the program. Thanks, Scott. All right, let's talk about mushrooms in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is the number one producer of mushrooms of any state in the country. How did that come to be? Well, Pennsylvania, 62% of the mushrooms grown in the whole United States are grown in Pennsylvania in two counties, Chester County and Berks County. And, you know, it started in Chester County and in Berks County, you know, growing mushrooms. And then the the towns grew up around it. And so the other industries that were needed to support the mushroom industry, we grew our town at the same time. So people say, why is Kennett Square the mushroom capital of the world? And, And that's why, because the businesses around it, I mean, we were a sleepy little town in Kennett. And then all of a sudden, you know, people think it just happened. It didn't just happen. You know, it's taken, you know, 60 years, 70 years for it to really happen. Mushrooms are grown a little bit differently than, or maybe some people would say a lot differently than many other crops out there. For those who don't know, how do you grow mushrooms? Mushrooms are grown all indoors. We're climate-controlled indoor growing environment. We have indoor growing rooms and we grow 365 days a year. We take off usually one day a year of harvesting. So we're constantly filling our houses and harvesting our crops. We're on different cycles, but they can be a nine, 10 or 11 week cycle. So we can get in four or five, six crops a year within one house. We can grow a million pounds of mushrooms in less than one acre. We're vertical farmers. Vertical farmers, that's something that the rest of the world seems to be catching on to, and you've been doing it for some time. We've been doing it for a long time. We've gone, always gone up, so that's why we can grow a million pounds in less than an acre. And growing in the middle of winter when it's cold? Growing in the middle of winter when it's cold. I mean, with the advent of you know, HVAC and heat, we've been able to grow every day of the year. So even though Kennett Square may be mushroom capital of the world and 62% grown in uh, Chester and, and Berks counties, it seems as though anywhere in the country could do this. So what makes it so special? Is it just that heritage, knowing how to do it? Well, I mean, most of our farmers are fourth, fifth generation, some sixth generation family farms in Chester County and Berks County. But I think what made it unique initially, and yes, you can grow them in other parts of the country, but you need a certain ag byproduct to for the growing material, the growing medium. I mean, m- growing mushrooms is very scientific at this point. You know, you need horse bedding. You need straw, you need cocoa holes. So you need certain ag byproducts. We take the recycled materials from other ag byproducts and we that's part of our growing medium in our, in our growing rooms. So not everywhere had horse compost straw bedding, but we did here on the Northeast because when things started to really ramp up, there were a lot of racetracks. 
in Pennsylvania. So I think that's what made it, you know, you didn't have far to go with transportation. So, you know, again, you know, I think they were pretty smart back in, you know, the early 30s, 40s and 50s to say, let's keep it local because we don't have to go too far. We didn't have the transportation. But then as things grew on, you know, uh, refrigeration, we could, you know, take the hauling of the fresh mushrooms and we could start to go from Boston down to Florida. So, you know, technology really has, you know, helped, you know, accelerate our industry. So what makes Pennsylvania mushroom special? Me? No. <laughs> no. no. Uh, I mean, I think what makes Pennsylvania mushrooms really special are the, the family farms and the generational families. We're a pretty tight-knit group. Uh, we do, we have a really good mushroom council, which is our research and promotion board. We all serve on these boards together. We're collective. It's a passionate bunch of people. There's only uh, maybe, you know, 125 mushroom growers in the whole country. So we're a very small knit group, but very meaningful. I mean, mushrooms have a lot to offer. They have a lot of nutrition. Um, there's a, a great nutrition profile. Um, so, and you can use mushrooms in so many different ways now. We've been very fortunate enough to have creativity within, you know, our industry and, and also the culinary industry. I'm going to talk about that creativity and the different ways that you can use mushrooms in just a moment. But something you mentioned, uh, okay, you talked about how you've promoted and how you've sold mushrooms. But let's face it, if there wasn't a clientele out there, if people didn't like mushrooms, you wouldn't be as successful. What do they like about mushrooms? Is it the taste? Is it the health benefits? I think it's some of, of, of three things, actually. I think it's the nutrition profile, which is the health benefits, yes. I think it is that umami flavor that you will sometimes get, which is that next sense that, you know, oh my God, I love that taste of mushrooms. You know, it's like a homegrown tomato, you know, that, that second thing. But also the third thing is, you know, eating mushrooms is still very interesting. It's very unique. Um, there's nothing like it. It's not a fruit. It's not a vegetable. It's a fungi. Yeah, a lot of people don't like to think about that, but, you know, the, the taste and the other benefits kind of overrule when they're thinking about that. Uh, but I would imagine that as Americans, and this isn't just Americans, but as people have become more health conscious, that they've turned to mushrooms. I mean, it, it checks off all the boxes. It's plant-based, it's vegetarian, it's vegan, it's flexitarian. Um, you can be, you can, you can, mushrooms will take up whatever flavor you would like them to have. They, ver they absorb, most of the mushrooms will absorb most of the flavor. So, you know, trying to get people to try different mushrooms in different ways is really what we're doing here at Farm Show. We explore different ways to do that. All right, let's talk about those different ways. If I can remember correctly, you have probably a new way to use mushrooms almost every year for the farm show. What's new this year? Well, we have our new blended burger. And in the past, we've had blended burgers, but this one is, is pretty special and near and dear to me. I felt like over the years, you know, we, we kind of stepped it up. We had a burger that was blended with 60% mushroom or 70% mushroom and 30 or 40% Pennsylvania mushroom blended together. You know, the trend was to blend and it still is. Uh, but this year I thought, gosh, let's like kick it up a notch. So we, we sauteed Pennsylvania white mushrooms, very simple with some garlic powder, salt and pepper, and um, 
We topped it off with like a special Alabama sauce on a Martin's potato roll, and I'm calling it the Steakhouse Burger. Mm. It's really, really good. So I think people are enjoying it. Um, of course, you know, you need to like mushrooms to have the mushroom on top, but we will certainly make it for you without the mushroom on top if you're not a mushroom lover in that way, if you just want the blended product. You know, and again, I keep thinking about uh, over the years, almost every time I'm in a restaurant now and someone in my party orders a steak, just in the last few years, the server has asked, do you want that topped with mushrooms? That was something you didn't hear years ago. Yeah, our industry has worked very, very hard in the food service sector to try to you know, make that call out. And it's been successful. Uh, it's just, it's it's a fact that repeat marketing really does help. And, you know, it, it they just, they go so well together. It's like peanut butter and jelly, right? Steak and mushrooms. You know, we grew up on steak and mushrooms. Like we bought frozen dinners, didn't we? When we were younger, we bought, you know, steak and mushrooms. But, you know, another great item we have here uh, is portobello jerky. It's 100% portobello. And it's jerky. It's got a wonderful chew. We've got three different flavors. So, I mean, the mushroom farmers have really stepped up their game. You know, um, people want to try new things, and we respond. You know, it's not going to be our bread and butter, but it's going to give us a lot of excitement, and it shows our, off our creativity. Um, another great item we have this year is our shredded portobello nacho. It's 100% portobello shredded in a savory barbecue sauce on top of a yellow corn tortilla chip. I mean, again, it's really unique. You can't even tell it's not meat. When you can tell something is successful is when you hear a buzz. Before I arrived at the farm show today, I heard a buzz about the jerky. So people are talking about it, and I have to imagine it's not just because it's unique, but what you've just described, just the, the few items you've just described, sound very unique. How do you top that? I don't know. I try to every year, but it does become more and more challenging. But I'm so um, excited about our industry and what we've been able to do thus far and just staying on top of the trends. And mushrooms are on all the trend lists. Mushrooms of the year, you know, New York Times, Washington Post. You know, mushrooms are exciting to talk about. They're very unique. They make their, you know, they can be a chameleon in so many different ways. So, um, you know, it's fun to be in this industry. I'm, I'm third generation mushroom family farm, but my, my the next generation's coming up and I hope they share the same excitement that I do. We only have a minute or so left. I want to thank you, Gail, for being with us today. So how are mushroom farmers faring today? We just have, hopefully we're out of a pandemic, which halted a lot of different production, a lot of different sales. How are mushroom farmers faring today? 2022 is challenging from a supply side in our ag byproducts, but we are very optimistic about 2023, getting back on track, getting that stability and that, that, that good constant product that we're used to on the ag byproduct side because it really affected the yield of our crops, um, which hurts us financially. And with inflationary times, you know, you need to be on your game all the time. So, um, you know, listen, farmers are resilient. Doesn't matter if you're a mushroom farmer, dairy farmer, you're, you're resilient. So mushroom farmers are pretty darn resilient. So we'll get through it. And we have, we're optimistic about 2023. Gail, thank you very much for being with us today. Thanks, Scott. You're listening to The Spark on WITF, your home for NPR and discovering all things local. I'm Scott Lamar.